you're telling me the Whisper in Bronze herself came to you in a dream hundreds of years ago, before you were born? No. I mean, kind of. It's all, it's all muddy. It was, it was, it was very, but it, it wasn't. And she was magnificent. And she wanted to protect me. But protect everyone. The description goes on and on, full of loops and contradictions and confusion. Brother Beric watches the android as animated as he's ever seen her, while she puzzles through this revelation out loud. It's not as if he doesn't believe that some other version of her has actually met a god so much as he doesn't understand what she's saying. Almost nothing his dear friend ever says or does really makes sense to him, but I guess that's sort of her curse. It's obvious she has some kind of gift for prophecy, but it's, it's rarely clear what direction her visions are even going. He doesn't envy her lot in life one bit. He does what he can to help, though helping is mostly just sitting there and nodding while she raves without pause. Still, it does seem like she's closing in on something. Well, at least some of the time it does. So, if I'm right, it's up in Avistan. I'm gonna need to get permission from the High Clock Mother for a few days off for research. You'll come with me, of course. And we're gonna need maps. It must be a thousand miles away. Anymore. Can you imagine? I mean, the world is huge. And if I'm right, I've already seen a ton of it. I just need to remember. Beric stopped smiling. He wasn't sure when he'd agreed to take time away from his duties helping maintain Alkenstar City's impossibly complex system of clockworks in order to research... Avistan? Realize now that he must have drifted off and stopped paying attention. What did Cassandali need those maps for? This is Pod Against the Machine. Pod Against the Machine. Welcome back to Pot Against the Machine, the only Pathfinder actual play with the magical and technological know-how to suck your whole house into a miniature fire portal and not even be sorry about it. I'm your host, and here's everybody. Hello. Hashtag sorry not sorry. Hello. Goodbye, Choking Tower, to the tune of Goodbye, Earl, sung by Asher and Brixby. <laughs> No, I had the delightful headcanon of seeing, like, Fergus Shout's ghost getting, like, disintegrated into the, as he has to go to the boneyard now, and he's like, oh. Yeah, I mean, I understand this, like, AP was written after the 90s where that sort of thing came out of pop culture, but, like, he really should have been chain-smoking. I feel like if there was ever a character in the universe besides Sandville and his Newports, which I will never get out of any of my clothes. 
but yeah. smoking like three cigars at a time like freaking Captain Smoker from One Piece. So, um, let's see, last week on the program, the party uh, got Asher back in shape and had, you know, a little bit of a discussion in the basement, after which everybody decided it was probably more fun to break stuff. So they went Limp Biscuit on the uh, smoke furnace and started hitting it with a bunch of weapons while Brixby figured out that actually, if they crossed the streams, they might just be able to suck this bad boy straight to hell. I feel like that sounded bad in some way, but I'm going to roll with it. Um, suck this bad boy straight to hell is absolutely <laughs> that. Can you even get that in like an, uh, an F title? Is that too long? Yeah, that too many characters. I don't know, but we can always skip articles. <laughs> suck That's bad boy straight to hell. <laughs> suck bad boy hell. Um, yeah. Can you put uh, emojis in it? Can it just be like a ghost, the eggplant emoji, and then a devil emoji? <laughs> Some fire in there. Well, after that, they did indeed um, set the bad boy to suck itself straight to hell. But then they decided, oh, they still had to steal something from uh, a wormy fella. And they went on over to where Nargan was still supposed to be locked up. It discovered that there was a tunnel that had been broken into the basement. It looked like maybe there was a thin stone wall between this tunnel and the um, basement hallway. Uh, looked like that was probably how Nick Shariel and her buddies got in in the first place. And then uh, Brixby popped over to Nargan's office to steal from him, only to find that the worm that walks had walked away. So, um, he did leave behind just the gooeyest of all cubes. So, Brixby Brixby scooped that bad boy up, not wanting that bad boy to be sucked straight down. <laughs> um, and then the whole party, after a quick debate, decided that they would take the passageway that Nick Shariel had revealed and hope that it got them out before the explosion, you know, exploded them. They found that this tunnel led out into the forest a little ways south of the tower, and they emerged just in time to see the gigantic implosion slash explosion that put up quite a show after which they reunited with long dreamer and the azers the azers caught a ride on long dreamer back to the torch while the party uh, rested and figured out what they were going to do uh, they determined there is indeed some urgency to getting the neurocam that cassandra lee st stashed in the y-shaped valley in the west but on the way why not check out that dot that's just been flashing flashing in their notifications for like a month at this point and um it's morning now and long dreamer is here to take y'all away that's where we are now long dreamer and the azers was my favorite psychedelic rock band <laughs> <laughs> Now that we've sucked that bad boy straight to hell, <laughs> let's go find a dot. It was so hard to say that without laughing. <laughs> that I was like, actually really impressive that you were able to do that in Asher's emotive. 
way. Yeah, I thought that I had it under control, and I was looking over here at my Hero Lab, and then I saw the, the Discord notification with the emojis. <laughs> and that is just... Oh, God, yeah. Do we have... If we can emoji, and it's not going to break Podbean or whatever... I, f I feel like if anything I'll have a problem with it, it's iTunes or whatever they call it now. That's fair. Apple will just come screaming out of nowhere. Just <laughs> we just have to write it it'll out. Somehow actually, it'll like bring the app down. <laughs> other people. It's a real DJ Khaled moment. Yeah. Need more servers. So we're on a moth doing the... Falcor yeah, scene, going the never-ending story. To the yeah. dot, yeah. Yeah, everybody is holding on with one hand and yelling yeah, periodically. Yeah. As, <laughs> as the wind blows through your hair or lack thereof, in Asher's case. <laughs> through Ooh. through my shoddily glued Yasoki fur. <laughs> and uh, it doesn't take too long to get to... Um, where the dot is, which, you know, it takes a little bit, I think, of zeroing in, like, pro I assume Brixby, but let me know if I'm wrong, is holding the thing, uh, the tracker, and, like, the dot gets larger as you get closer to it, and since you're on Long Dreamer, you can psychically communicate with her and basically let her know where to go. She has to kind of circle around, but it looks like the dot is right around the northern... Uh, end of, of the Dagger River in a, a little spot known in Numeria as the Gorum Pots. Um, and as Long Dreamer is slowly descending and like doing the spiral as she comes down, you can see that in the river itself, which you know, the, the end of the river is just basically a muddy w wetland um, where it meets the ground there is something big and shiny like sticking up out of the mud and she's gonna let you um, she's gonna come down and land like a couple hundred feet away because she's a, a cautious moth deity and um, just sort of let you off there cast mage armor and floating disc Thank you, friend. I will remain here. Um, how, how long would you like me to wait? Ideally till we're back. Um, <laughs> but uh, we will... Um, we have like no means of keeping time in this tech advanced world right like we go inside the ship we have no idea our sleeps are our intervals of awakeness yeah. is based on our limited daily resources i mean clocks exist right does brixby have a watch i guess he doesn't if we haven't specifically had him buy one do you <laughs> know message uh, no and i don't have message oh. either that was my first Hang thought on, was uh like, what is that thing I have? I think I have to be outside for. Wonder if whispering wind or something <laughs> like that. Uh, no, one of my uh, things that I picked when I 
Oh wait, I do have a message. What am I kidding? Yeah. It's a it's a cantrip. Um, yeah, I suppose if we're not more than a hundred and ninety feet away from them, which seems That'll like. Yeah, I mean, I'll prepare it. Why not? Yeah. I mean, it's cantrip. Well, but... yeah, I have a thing, but it's only your exact location at night. You don't know anything about time. Well, if you ever need to contact her, you can always go to sleep. Sure. And I do have deep slumber now, so I can just cast that on us in the <laughs> middle of a... She can find you in your dreams. So, I mean, she'll agree to, to hang out for the foreseeable future. We'll make it quick. We will. Um, yeah, definitely getting on a disc. I'm not slogging through this mud. <laughs> um, so, yeah, as discussed, the ground over here is muddy and sloppy and oddly warm. Like like the water is warm. It, it's kind of just a weird, unpleasant sensation as you slop your way towards the northern end of the Dagger River. Um, can you all see or not on this new map? Yeah. Uh, uh, yes, I can see. Feeling the oddly warm mud on his hairless skin, uh, Asher would pause for just a moment to get the radiation detector out of the bag of holding and just boot that bad boy up. Good idea. Why would you do a thing like that? Oh, it, it doesn't seem to be radioactive here. And I'm assuming, uh, like, we wouldn't have them turned on, but I'm assuming, like, all of us are just always wearing those masks now forever, right? Unless we get something that fills that slot. <laughs> I I don't think Brixby's currently wearing this filter mask. Um, as dumb as that sounds. I mean, as much as I love how dystopian and insane the filter mask <laughs> with the V mods over on the disc looks like. Um, I feel like that really represents a very bad vibe. And at least right now, before he goes inside anything, he's not wearing it. He's breathing the air. I think Asher has his on, not activated, uh, in no small part because if. Any of our listeners have ever grown a beard and had it for a long time and then shaved. Uh, it's a really like weird sensation to feel all the wind and stuff mm -hmm. on your face. And so <laughs> the filter mask helps <laughs> a little bit. Do a cute little bandito. Uh, Kira's wearing hers on her head just to pull down. As you approach this bank, you do see that somebody else is already here. There's a humanoid figure in the distance, and I think at first it's tough to tell exactly how large this being is, but I think the closer you get, the more obvious it becomes that this person is much bigger than people usually are. This is a towering, misshapen, figure with no shirt on and pale flesh that's covered in just sores and bulging awful wounds and grossness and this thing is like 
sitting basically in the mud with like a pile of, of just like rocks accumulated around him and a huge oversized club that looks like it's even too big for this guy. And he's sitting there and he's looking at you and he says, Who goes there? Um, hi. I'm Kira. These are my friends. Hello. We're just hanging out. Well, Kira and her friends, you are hanging out in my land. I will kindly ask you to leave at once. And Kira's like, up oh, conflict, I'm out. <laughs> I have nothing else to say. Seeing as though this friendly gentleman has a club out, Asher feels that's totally appropriate to calmly draw his revolver that has mundane rounds in it. Not pointing it at him, just making sure he doesn't have to waste uh, standard action to draw it. Uh, and he'll call out diplomatically at first. Hello, one of Kira's friends. Asher, I didn't catch your name, nor did I realize we were in your territory. Perhaps we can investigate and be here without bothering you. Certainly, there's more than enough space here for all of us. And I'll throw a dice. Ooh, that that uh, patchy beard's not helping. Uh, that is still a total of an 18 with a 2 off the dice. It could have been so much better. So this um, giant figure kind of laughs to himself a little bit and he goes, uh, You didn't catch my name. I guess I forgot to throw it. And he picks up a big old rock and hurls it as a at Asher. Um, how does a 29 versus flat-footed AC sound? Sounds terrible to me because it hits. That is uh, 24 damage, and uh, this rock is absolutely filthy. I am going to need a fortitude save before everybody rolls for initiative. Well, how's a 16 sound? Like a fail? That sounds pretty bad. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds pretty bad. I did double my two, though, with a four, so things are looking up for old Asher. Um, so, nothing happens immediately, but, um, I'll keep that in mind. Uh, what did you get on your initiative roll? Uh, not one. Uh, I, th I think the dice are telling quite the story here with a total of a six. Asher's good day continues. Um, how about Brixby? An 11 for an 18. Alright, and Alwyn being the next northmost. A, a 13 for a 19. And uh, Kira being the uh, farthest from the action. Um, also a 13 for a 19. They have a plus one dex score. Dex would have mod. Alright, so I think Alwyn is a little bit speedier than Kira. Alwyn's up first. Okay, uh, well, he just attacked us, so that ain't cool. 
Sure did. Alan's going to, uh, first thing he's going to do is roll on this guy if he can. Would he be local or is he? Uh, he is a knowledge else? local. Okay, I do not have a great local. I only have a plus two to that and I just dropped my die outside the box. Uh, nope, that is a seven on the die. Do we get anything with a seven? I mean, a seven total, a five on the die. Uh, Do we no. get anything with a seven, Sam? Uh, you're pretty <laughs> sure it's some kind of giant, but it might just be a really tall guy. Yeah. All right. Well, he's going to hope that uh, this guy having that good rock pun does not mean that he's got a high will. And... Uh, he is uh, going to... Actually, do I want to do that one? I can't say we'd mind maze him, but now that I think about it, as soon as we attack him, he'd get saves again on it. Uh, so, you know, instead he is just going to... Oh, no, but his fort is probably crazy. Oh, I got a good one. Uh, he is going to cast a... Uh, Spell on him, he needs a will save again, as he would with Mind Maze, but it's not Mind Maze. Um, how's a 14? A 14 is a fail. So he is hit with Haze of Dreams. Oh, good. Uh, which basically he moves at half speed for the next, uh, let's see, seven rounds. His speed is halved. His speed is halved for the next seven rounds. It's not very nice. Not you running up into uh, that will be Alwyn's turn then. <laughs> no, he's not going to run up to melee with him. All right. I do have touch of idiocy, which could be real fun, but uh, I would also get squashed in one hit by this guy. Uh, Kira, I assume you are um, hanging way, way back. Oh no, Sam, not today. Um, Kira's going to rage and use that haste movement speed thingy to move up to, I think you get right in front of him. 60 feet, yes. Drop her over here, just immediately south right. Um, I'm assuming as, I'm entering. Go ahead. As you close in, um, he does swing that big old club because you were passing through a threatened square. Yeah, mm -hmm. sounds right. Um, it's a 30 even on the Ooh, that's pretty roll. good. That's pretty good. I should do a better job keeping track of my 100, my D100s, because I need them every time. Um, no, that's a 7 on a D100. Yes. So he does whiff on the blur. Blur. Okay, and one day I'm going to get this for sure, but I moved twice with haste. I'm done now. Um, I'm yeah, done now? Yeah, you did two move actions, but your move speed's normally 30, and then you uh -huh. get 30 extra feet of movement with haste, uh -huh. so you should have a standard action left. Yeah, should just been one move. Uh, yeah. Dang it. This game has so many rules. All right, well, then I'm going to attempt to hit him rules. with a chainsaw. That is hard to see. That's a 14 plus. Let me turn on the rage bonus here. Great radio. 14 plus 19. 
one, four, nine, three, thirty-three. Yeah, that's a hit. Thirty-two points of chainsaw damage. That's a lot. Just say, leave my friends alone. He's not laughing as much anymore. Good. I'm laughing more. All right, Brixby. Brixby steps uh, five feet to the north, pulls out some flash powder, uh, blows it out of his hand towards the uh, giant and it's gonna snap around its head and make little stars. I need a will save. But it's got such good will saves already. Uh, seven? Well, at least this isn't 2E. Um, so you are dazed. Uh, and you will get a will save at the end of your next turn to see if you're still dazed. I don't like that. Don't and like I'd that like to roll uh, knowledge, tone, look. That is a 16 off the die for 27. Uh, you are looking at an ash giant. Whether because of disruptive magic, unearthed deep elements, or alien technology that fell calamitously from the sky, ash giants are victims of their barren terrains. They somehow survive and even thrive in these desperate lands. Ash giants have an uncanny ability to bond with enormous and often mutated vermin that they share a landscape with, and sometimes use the largest of these creatures as mounts. Um, they are generally about 10 feet tall, weigh 1,200 pounds, and you get one question. Anything y'all want to know? I feel like it's going to hit hard. I'm kind of interested in like special abilities or qualities yeah. or something. If he's got anything weird yeah he did anything weird yeah that's good yeah anything weird too <laughs> anything weird is that a question about special abilities yeah i'm gonna say special abilities. well as you can see by the big old weapon he's holding an ash giant can wield a huge weapon without penalty also uh they have vermin empathy um they are able to do basically druids wild empathy but only on vermin which is fun uh but the one you probably care most about is the one that's already uh working its way through asher is that while ash giants are immune to disease themselves they carry a dangerous contagion known as leprosy any creature struck by an ash giant's attacks is exposed to this virulent sickness how the only reason i'm laughing is because like you have a magical world with magical afflictions and every once in a while it's like also the plague and leprosy are <laughs> here Pathfinder has been been leprosy. trying to give us leprosy since book one and he finally did it oh. i think i tried to do tetanus before because the, the weird little blood bag guys had leprosy oh they might they? <laughs> yeah because I think we named an episode oh, after. <laughs> yeah, those guys. Wow. It's been a while. Yeah. The Good thing is, back. the real world has such intense diseases that you don't even have to make them up. That's true. Well, Asher's skin is brand new, too. Yeah, it's brand new skin. Well, he grew break. 
this you can grow more there's <laughs> well, more than luckily, one way uh, to skin a whatever asher is Luckily, Pathfinder does leprosy the same way as in real life, and it has like a 20-year incubation period, so he doesn't need to worry about it. All right, uh, Brixbo going anywhere? Uh, no, I did a little five-foot step to the north of you there. So I moved, cast, and acknowledged. That is the end of my turn. All right. Uh, my darling giant doesn't really get a turn, does he? Nope, but... Uh, it's this one round and must make another save on its next turn or be dazed again for one round. So roll me another will save. Uh, Natty 19, how's a 24 sound? Whew, wow, you broke it. Dang. Uh, you truly did. Wow, that is that is true wheel and will there. So you have snapped out of it. Uh, if there is a nearby enemy, it will, the, the stars will jump to them. Otherwise, the stars dissipate. Sadly, no apparent enemies other than um, Ash Ketchum over here. You were just leaning into this big vermin energy for a while. It's just all in the text. I I don't know. It just says vermin, vermin, vermin. It's a real culture. Oof. Squirming vermin. Alright, um, that brings us to Asher. Oh, yeah. A little bit weird. Asher uh, feels a little bit weird. But he just chalks that up to, you know, the last 24 hours. He will scoot on up 30 feet to the northwest. As a swift action, he will vindictive smite this ash giant and then uh, take a single deadly aim shot. All right, I am not concerned about hitting this monstrosity, uh, but for due diligence sake, we are looking at uh, in the 20s on Touch AC. Yeah, good thing once more that we are not playing 2E. Yeah, good thing. Eh. So we're looking at a scooter doop a doo d8 plus 11 uh, 14 points of bludgeoning and piercing damage right. he's a big beefy boy but you're definitely putting in some damage alright that's it for Asher alright Alwyn uh, so Alwyn heard something real interesting about a natural 19 only giving him a 24 on his will save. Alwyn didn't hear uh, the GM narration. <laughs> Alwyn doesn't know. No, but he has seen him fail two will day spells. Uh, so uh, he is going to cast a uh, certain spell that has a 10 foot spread uh, directly on the center of him. Uh, so make me another will save. Now a ten foot spread on the center of the giant would hit Kira as well. Oh, what here? Oh, because it's a ten foot that's, radius, that's not a, a radius, diameter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, then he is going to hit it so that it uh, hits back and to the uh, west of him. I do have one question: as you cast these spells, can Alwyn see the giant right now? Uh. I can take a five foot step to my northeast here if we want me to. Because well, I, I guess Brixby and Asher are now in front of me. Alan can only see. I mean, he's in my. Uh, okay. 
Just oh wait, I can only see sixty feet in front of me. Yes, yeah, so yeah. Could I cast that other thing? Oh no, he's within sixty feet. Oh, he's you're actually yeah. perfectly. I was gonna say because I I would have measured to cast that other spell. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thought I had just. A uh, okay, now hurry up and blind your giant. <laughs> Natural fifteen for a twenty. Oh, are you joking? That's one above. <laughs> He's not Wilful. blinded by oh good or dust. Oh, God. Shiny man. Person. He beat it by one. Nice. He is covered in glitter now, though. I needed a 14. Which probably makes Kira less likely to want to attack him. Ah, I can still attack. I needed a 14 or better. Nice. I can't believe you got it when you needed a 14 or better. All right, Kira, the sparkliest pustuliest giant is standing in front of you. God, pustule is such a terrible word. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, Kira's gonna full attack. Through a rock. That's, and I think 11, 19, uh, 30 to hit the first one. Yeah. Six, two, eight, 28 points on that first hit. Going for the second hit. Ooh, that's much worse. That's a nine on the dive, plus 16 for 25. Ah, uh, that is a hit. Sweet. Nice. Two sixes and a five on that guy. That is 17 plus 20 is 37. And last one, the lowest, what's it called? Uh, but rolled a 16, so what is that, 27 to hit? Uh, 27 hits as well. This poor, poor giant. Oh, diseased her friend. Um, 11, 13, 20, no, 33 points of damage on the last one. He's still up. So strong. If my math uh, is right, Kira that does was... laugh at his thumb. Laugh at him. <laughs> I think you just did 102 points of damage. If my math is right, but he is still up. Lava blood rager. Uh, that's my turn. All right, Brixby. Brixby is going to take a five foot step forward. Um. Let's see. Asher, do I benefit from your aura of precise shot? No? Okay. Uh, that is uh, no longer a thing for him. Okay. Forward, forward, forward. Um, so Vixie's going to take a five-foot step forward and extend a finger and shoot into combat and attempt to hit touch with a scorchy doodle. I'm going to just take the four out of He's also going to get some cover just based on your angle going through Asher there. If we just touch us too, 10 feet tall. That's really the case, then maybe I'll just move a little bit more. Yeah, like you could definitely there. move clear to yeah. get a clearer shot. So, for the folks at home, I have moved north 10 feet, and I am going to shoot with a negative four on this. So, that's all. Yep. Plus four versus touch. It's an 18 off the first. So it's a 22 to hit touch. That will definitely hit. And the next one is only a nine, so it's 13 to hit touch. That will also hit. Alrighty. 
So, um, uh, is there any reason that I should roll these rays separately, or should I just roll them together? You can mash it all together in one big, squishy damage pile. It's 30 even. The ash giant collapses with two giant sizzling holes burnt through his chest. He didn't get to do very much at all. We are out of combat. Excellent. Oh, so. Well, he shouldn't throw rocks. Yeah, it's just warped by the, uh, well, the poison that is this place. That wasn't an excuse for his rudeness. Oh, uh, no, not he at all. He could have hurt Asher. Speaking of which, are you okay, Asher? I don't quite feel right. And I'll just do a heal check on myself. Alright. I didn't even know I could roll that high. That's a 14 off the dice for a 21. Do I identify what has happened to me? Um, yeah, I think you can tell that just based on what you're seeing from the skin of the ash giant specifically and um the way you're starting to feel in your brand new uh, skin suit that you have been infected with leprosy and you are not far away from starting to suffer from that particular disease so in game what does that entail um, basically, it, you, um, I mean, mechanically speaking, it's an injury onset disease. You already failed the save for it. Uh, the onset before the first negative effects is one minute. So, very shortly, you will be getting some ability issues. And, um, they continue every day until you save a certain number of times to free yourself. Okay. Does he get a save on that first onset, or not until tomorrow? Nah, he already failed the one, so no save till tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Unless somebody has, like, a removed disease or something to give him another save. Yeah. I do not have that. I do have diagnosed disease, which gives me a plus four to heal checks to help him, but I can't do that until his next save, so I'm going to save that for tomorrow. Ash giants are brash and violent, and their humor is incredibly dark. Killing someone is thought of as a prank. And it's just funny, like tripping a friend while you're out on the walk together. They make a joke about rocks and then they kill you with a rock. It's just kind of That's nice. what they do. So where is the ship in relation to this? Or the crashed item? Looks like I uh, have leprosy now. That's different. What's with that giant shiny thing in the river? So while you're approaching that, um, Asher, you could take one point of con damage and uh, two <laughs> points of charisma drain. Ooh. Oh, for the leprosy. On account of that leprosy. Ooh, not, not great. I think some of the uh, Yosoki fur just falls off his face as 
he starts developing sores. Skin uh, oh. comes with it. Gross. Bummer. Brand new skin. Um, so, while Asher is dealing with his um, deterioration of his brand new skin, because he's just apparently under some sort of skin curse, um, you see buried in this mud slick sort of at the edge of the river sticking up out of it is looks like a crystalline dome almost coming up out of the mud but it is um, cracked and broken but it looks Where like is that on the map it doesn't appear on this particular map this is just like we can pretend it's up there but it doesn't it's not pictured does it so. look like where Hallion would have crashed uh, when he was Divinity and I get a Sky Metal? It doesn't necessarily. I mean, ah. it looks like there's something there. But not necessarily anything to tell you it was Hellion. Hmm. Time to check out the dome. Yes. Consider our engineering knowledge, perhaps. Dome. Um, to get up to the dome, I am going to need uh, climb checks. Uh, Brixby oh. doesn't need one, though, as he can disc his way on over. I'm disking. Well, but any, anybody who's going on foot will need to make a climb check. Can we repeat those climb checks? That's gonna be a fun one. Did you say? Can we take twenty on those? (laughs) Um, I don't think you can take twenty because in this case you'd basically just be there's a failure condition sliding back down the bank. Yeah. Yeah. Can we take ten? Yeah, you can take ten. Just sort of carefully make your way up there. Oh wait, no. Even taking a ten isn't going to work because it's a there. Even if it's a rope against it, that's a DC five. If I take ten, I get a four. (laughs) Womp womp. We've yeah. learned nothing from episode what, like seven, <laughs> whatever episode that was, where we just climbed for half of it. Yeah, yeah, that was the one where Vargas had like a plus five to his climb and still fell. I have a minus six with this character. Oh no! Asher would like to just see if there's any anything left of his mad upsness, if he can just kind of jump off and climb up that way. Uh, if, if you don't allow it, that's fine. I got a ninety nineteen. Yeah, I, I think uh, Asher can make the jump onto the dome, um, but I will need a reflex save as you land on the dome because it absolutely collapses under your weight when you hit it. Oh no! Like all of it? Uh, just like the spot that he's on top of. Uh, what about a twenty-three? So, 23 saves, so as you fall through this, you do manage to land 10 feet below on your feet on a metal floor in a metal room that looks kind of like a room you would have found on the Aurora or in the caves under under Torch. Now, uh, could Alwyn use all seven of his level two sorcerer spells 
to just cast 70 feet worth of pit underneath this thing and lower it down so he can just step in. Just slide in there. Just pit himself in. I think Brixby can take someone with him on the thingy, can't he? Yeah, I also got the cat boots. Um, Yeah, but yeah, no, I could get on the disc. We could disc down. Yeah, I think he'll ride on the disc, because I'm assuming Kira has better than a negative six in her climb. She does, and yet still rolled a nine (laughs) total. Um, Yeah, so Kira is going to also need some help to get in there. (laughs) Yeah, I'll be right there. Just um, don't worry about it. I'm going to... I'm coming. I'll drop Alwyn off, and I'll be right there. Cool, cool. It's like uh, the other metal... Shift things. Asher calls up as he stands to his feet, attracting all of the evil inside as he shouts recklessly. As one does. Alright, the Disc Express has brought everybody inside. And that will bring us to another map. Can you all see things? Oh, yes. yes. Affirmative. Mm-hmm. I can see myself casting an extended Aramze's focus right now and shield. So where you come down through this hole in the broken dome, it looks like the dome was kind of the roof of whatever this structure is, which, I mean, you're familiar with these enough now to assume that this is another Numerian ruin, but where you come down through it, you're basically on top of a stairwell that goes down into the floor. The floor in this room is pitched at about a 30 degree angle as this thing has sunk unevenly into the mud and river and it everything in here is effectively difficult terrain because of the steep angle. Now you can see that this long chamber on the western end of it, there's a panel of it looks like computers and control systems. Um, Nothing in here appears to be powered. It's dark. The only light coming in is coming from the sun coming through the shattered crystal dome. And it looks like there is a, a large door on the eastern side of the room. So you've got your instrument panel over here, and you got your door over here, and you got some stairs in the middle. Alright, and I've got trap finding going right now. Why is moving really hard on this? Is it hard for anyone else? It's difficult to it's, read. Uh, yeah, dang it. They're like floor is like moving with my token. I think maybe it's the, um, because the squares don't line up with the map. Someone just move me to where we're going. What are you guys doing? I'm on the, no. (laughs) Mine works okay. I'm just moving around to see if it works. I just want to be able to see all the way around the thing. Yeah. I am like struggling right now. I'm going to try refreshing my page and seeing if this fixes whatever madness I'm in. Oh yeah, look at that. Working is normal. Sorry, I went in the box. All right, well, where are we going? 
looking at control panel. Yeah. Can we get anything from that with them being off? Um, it, it looks like you're going to need some kind of power source to do anything with that. Just also, set a battery uh, on top. Yeah, and Asher talked about a knowledge engineering role as we approached, which I rolled in the chat as a 17 for 34. Was there anything that... I mean, could I have prevented Asher from falling through the dome, perhaps? Nah, Is there fine. anything that I gained from that? I mean, it looks like the dome just basically has no structural integrity left, so if you put any weight <laughs> on it, you were going through it. Um, so when we're on the floor, Brixby will <laughs> share that with everybody. Ah, uh, that makes but, sense. Um, Does Kira really put like a battery on the instrument panel? <laughs> well, not anymore. Well, I mean, it worked with uh, the clearing out the poison gas under Idenvase, so Asher was legitimately going to suggest maybe we can hook up a couple batteries to it. Isn't there, like, a thing that converts power from batteries to stuff, or am I just, like, maybe uh, I think that, something that charges it? That artifact that we got that uh, and that can transmit power over long distances. Yeah, the, the transmit thing can also recharge stuff. The one, the boombox. Yeah, the weird thing with Numerian batteries is, I mean, it's all basically wireless charging. Like, the batteries do charge on contact with surfaces. So, if you're putting a battery on the instrument panel, I do need a knowledge engineering check. Oh, it's better. It's a 19 for 36. Somehow beats my nat 20 for 35. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the combined brain power of Asher and Brixby working their way through this managed to drain basically a battery into this control panel and one of the screens flashes on and it says in Indrafen, Welcome to Dusklight. And then the lights come on. And you feel the weirdest, like, stomach-shifting strangeness as it feels like the whole thing just flattened out without moving. As it's not difficult terrain anymore. It feels like it's sitting flat. Even though, like, the ship didn't move. It's just like something very weird happened and in addition to that on the shattered remains of the crystal dome like what little is left up there there is like a projection of a night sky and stars on it but it's it's all cracked and messed up so the picture doesn't really work anymore do you recognize any of those other one uh does this count as an actual night sky? Because I actually do have an ability that if I can see the sky at night, I know exactly where I am. <laughs> um, I think... Yeah, why not? <laughs> I think seeing the shattered remnants of a projection of the night sky, like Alwyn can tell, like, this is a... Would gen- know, like, where he would be standing if this were the actual sky. Yeah, that this is a genuine projection of a real sky, but the stars do not match anything anywhere near here. 
you would have to be standing someplace impossibly far away to see these stars in this configuration. Uh, so I think he'll say that to Bricks. He'll say, it's strange. This has never happened before. I don't know if it's because it's not the real sky or what, but when I look up at these stars, I don't know where I would have to be to see them. They're from somewhere very, very far away. Strange skies to match a strange ship. I'm not surprised. Do we... Can we get it? Oh, please go ahead. I was just going to ask if we had any sort of... Like, options? Now that the terminal's booted on, to be like, Hey, welcome to Dusklight. Thanks, great to be here. Uh, you know, unlock all doors. See all cameras. Man, um, Dusklight. <laughs> it doesn't look like um, the Dusklight interface has enough left to it to do anything more than and power things up. Any logs or information about their mission statement? So far, nothing now. Basically just like an on and off switch for all intents and purposes. If lo- if found, please return to Yuri and Velako. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's to our east? Ah, uh, that is a big old metal door. Could we perhaps evoke the Scooby Squad and check to see if this door is trapped? I guess you could kind of have to tell me now if the door is trapped. Um. Wait, no, trap sense, not trap spotter. I always forget this thing. <laughs> I was going to say, did something change? Yeah, no, I just, I wish Aramze's focus grants a trap, trap spotter. Uh, aid. Kira uh, auto aids. Not aid with a natural one. And yeah, Kira auto aids. Alright, so that's a 26 with my friends. Uh, with a 26, this door doesn't appear trapped. It doesn't appear locked. It does appear to be held in place with a massively powerful magnet. So if, if you're going to open it, you're going to have to be pretty strong to do it. Mm. Would... Oh, sorry. No, doesn't say anything, just... Hmm. I just didn't know if, like, discharge would work on this technological item. Um, but if Kira wants to try and hulk it open first, we could always do that, and then I could try to null blade it. Yeah, you got this big stuff. That's a nat one. No, I don't. You deserve a second try. <laughs> Get angry. Yeah, she'll rage and try again. That's better. Uh, that is a 23. Sadly, that is still not enough to push this door open. This is just a monstrous magnet and a pretty absurd DC for a strength check, if I do say so myself. 
there. Well, he's tragic. <laughs> yeah. Asher will draw the null blade and activate it. Boom. And then discharge will dissipate the charges from a technical object, uh, temporarily depowering an, a, a powered object that does not use charges or severely hinder a creature of the robot subtype. Does that help at all? Yeah. And it does um, temporarily disable the electromagnet holding the door shut, um, which allows the door to swing freely or slide freely open. As you open it up, this reveals a square shaft, and there is there are a series of metal cords hanging down from the roof of this shaft. Um, attached to about halfway down so like at like waist level for most of you is like a a box like a smaller version of the room inside the room dangling and like continuously shifting slightly as it's just hanging freely um, from the cords it's suspended by uh, between this floor and it looks like a f the floor below it So, like, getting down would be jumping on the box and then shimmying between the gap, the box, and the roof? Well, you could, like, scoot into the box and then theoretically scoot back out of the box down below. All right. Do I have to roll anything for box scoot? No, you could just box scoot. All right, cool. Uh, assurance and box scoot. So I'm going to scoot the box. Yeah, box scoot. Is there room for more than one? Um, It's... You can probably do two at a time on the box scoot. What's the box scoot boogie with me? Go for it. <laughs> All right. Let's see. I'm on the wrong layer. There's a... I didn't even see Alwyn's comment of the same zeitgeist. I wrote it like as you were saying it. I think you beat me by like half a second. Uh, as you box scoot down, um, you see a large room, much larger than the room you were just in, that's lined with hexagonal pillars. Um, there are the stairs in front of you. It looks like the bottom of the stairs that you basically fell upon when you came in here. There are large holes in the floor. And again, really messing with your sense of proprioception here. The far western side of the room is clearly slanted down into the water, even though like it feels like it's totally flat because the gravity is like adjusted for where you are. Do these doors open without needing special yeah, help? We'll say this door is also depowered by the discharge so Sweet. that leads you right out into the room Zoom. so these are the holes in the floor right by the stairs and then the bigger hole down here and you got some water over on the far end do we see anything else going on in here um let me get perception checks all right set to do Oh, <laughs> that's an 18. 
Wow, Asher actually rolled higher. I got the nat one. <laughs> I got a nineteen total. Uh, twenty-seven total. There it is, dress number. Rolled a nineteen for a seventeen. Well, um, Kira is the only one who can see it, but there is definitely something in the water. Ooh. There's always something like in that. the water. Hey, I think there's something in the water. Uh. And I think that that is sufficient notice to deprive this thing that this humanoid shape composed of dozens of tightly knotted slithering writhing worm-like things no that crackle with energy emerges and drags itself up out of the water i do need everyone to roll for initiative oh you don't zach, have your goo cube a worm i think that zach crackles. knows what this is <laughs> Oh, that's the worst roll I could have got for that. Oh, I'm ready. All right. And let's start with Asher. Asher, who is not taking any sort of chariz- uh, dexterity damage, rather, uh, rolled a natural 18 for a 23. Pretty quick. How about Alwyn? Alan rolled a natural one for a seven. <laughs> um, Kira? 14 for a 20. And Bricksbow? 19 for a 26. Wow. So thanks to Kira's warning, you do get the drop on this thing. As it emerges from the water, let me just pop this little character art up. And Bricksby is up first. All right. Um, is there any sort of additional knowledge checks that can be rolled at this juncture? Um, on this creature, it would be a knowledge arcana. Ready. Arcana, say six off the die for a 21. Uh, with a 21, that is enough to identify that this is a galvo. Galvo is a um, aberrant. It, sorry, let me reset the flavor text here. In the sunless ocean trenches, aberrant flesh crafters created the first Galvos to serve as soldiers in their war against the Sahagin and scum. Since those days, Galvos have moved beyond the darkened trenches, breeding and expanding into shallower, warmer waters. In recent years, they've also come closer to civilizations, preying on coastal communities. Galvos can live in both water and on land, and our and frightening stories tell of Galvos springing up from the water to strike prey, both on ships and on beaches. They are a true horror to look upon, averaging about seven feet tall and weighing three hundred pounds. You do not, unfortunately, get any questions on the noble Galvo. Oh, bogus! All right, um, Brixby is going to take the round to do the wizard thing and cast improved invisibility on himself. And then I'm going to move to here, which is to the northwest for all of our listeners. 
The listeners can't see you. Alright, that'll bring us to Asher. Did Brixby say anything like, Whoa, what a bad creature. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, that's a bad pile of flesh-crafted ales. Alright, I'll try to kill it then. Yep. (laughs) No ambiguity there. Definitely bullets. Cool. Uh, then Asher, uh, would take a five-foot step to get him conveniently within 25 feet of said Galvo. And, uh, We'll spend a grip point to focus his aim. Uh, unfortunately, his charisma drain will reduce the benefit of that. Uh, and then he will unleash a full attack rapid shot with deadly aim. Not so great, gang. Uh, what a waste of grip point. Uh, we are looking at an 18 against touch. A... 15 against touch and thankfully rolled great on the lowest one for a 26 against touch those will all hit oh okay uh not knowing its defenses uh do you want individually or is that too revealing um i suppose i don't need them individually if you want to add them up for them save me a little math sure thirty-seven points of bludgeoning and piercing damage all right that does not all seem to go through in a development that surprises very few people, I would say. And unfortunately, his shots don't cluster like they used to. So, DR would come out three times if it applies. And it seems like it may just... Doesn't look like all those bullets were as effective against... ill thing. End of turn. Ain't nothing like the eel thing, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, that'll bring us to Kira. Cool. Well, Kira also didn't pick anything up from Bricks about whether or not to engage this thing head on, and wouldn't matter if she did. She's going to engage it head on. Run straight up, rage, and try and smoosh it with a chainsaw. Oh, that's an... Eight on the die plus 17 25 25 will hit cool. 2 plus 3 plus 4 and 29 points of yeah 29 points of damage oh, what kind of damage uh slashing Chainsaw. That seems to all go through. Oh, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, that's... Oh, wait. Can I do my thing? No, I can't do my thing. 
Corn dog smash? Yeah. I think I have to have a full full round to do uh, it. Alright. Well, galvanized by your attack, the Galvo is going to make an attack of its own. A full attack, specifically. Yeah, bring it. So blurry right now. It's going to try to bite you, first of all. That's not very good. Um, 21 on the bite. Oh, yeah, that'll do it while she's raging. Oh, cool. Blur. Oh, blur. 71 on the blur. It's pretty good. So, 17 points of chomp damage plus uh, 7 points of electricity damage. Mm. And it's going to go for a slammy do with just slapping you with a heel. Um, that is a 23 to slap. Yeah. Okay. Um, 17, so miss on the blur. Mm-hmm. And just one more slappy do with a second heel. That is only an 18. 18 will not do it. All right. So it only hit you the one time, but at least it hurt you a little bit before yeah, it inevitably gets murdered next turn. And Halloween is up. Okay, it is out of Alowin's field of view, so he's going to have to move up a bit. Just doing five feet at a time until I can see it. Uh, so Alowin is going to move a total of uh, 15 feet west to get within line of sight of this thing. And would we say those eels that make it up have, like, bones in them or anything like that? It's hard to say if they have bones or not. It's anybody's We're guess. Cartilage shaker. It's anybody's I mean, guess. Real life eels have bones. They are a bony fish. <laughs> That's true. But like, is this? Did they what? become t- terrestrial forms of? When <laughs> well, I'm just wondering if when you're um, trying to shake something's bones, you're targeting a specific number of creatures. Oh, because yeah, that might not work. It might not work. Yeah, it. Yeah, it's a single target spell, which usually those have issues with things that are. Yeah, something that's swarmy. made of eels might not work. Yeah, a yeah. living creature has its skeleton rattle within its. Yeah, face. yeah, and he's he's that same kind of weird thing as like a worm that walks. I'm guessing where it's like he's treated as a swarm for those kind of spells. Yeah, he's an eel that feels. It's definitely swarm-like. Yeah. Eel that feels is very good. That's so good. I know, does he have a mind? Would we know that from the earlier thing, or should that take a new role? Um, That would probably take a new role to know if it has a mind. And that was Spellcraft, you said, right? For him? Um, Arcana. Not Spellcraft, uh, Arcana. What is it, Spellcraft? Because I have a zillion to play Spellcraft. Uh... Plus eight. So that is a dirty 20 knowledge arcana to know if uh, mind affecting things might be able to hit it. Uh, unfortunately, that's not really enough not to enough. ask yeah. questions. I mean, it seems like 
Sometimes with swarms, it's weird. Sometimes swarms are vermin, they don't have minds. Sometimes mm -hmm. swarms are tiny yeah. robots, they don't have minds. Sometimes swarms have like a hive mind kind of thing. So, you know? Yeah, that's what I was wondering, because I know like ones that have hive mind, you can target them with that, but I didn't roll enough. So I think what he will just do then is if he is close enough to them, uh, he is just barely close enough to Asher to do it. So instead of doing anything to this thing, because he's not sure what's going to work on it, he's just going to cast haste on Asher and Bricks. And that will be his incredibly long term where very little happened. All right, Brixby, nobody knows where you are and you're very fast. Oh, yeah. I'm fast and invisible, which together adds a plus three bonus to my attack, which actually almost evens out my negative four firing into combat. So Brixby um, comes from behind the pillar, uh, moves due west, and then uh, takes aim with his improved invisibility uh, and shoots two Scorchy Doodles. So I'm going to just roll 2d20 in here uh one is a nat one's a nat 20 for a 27 the other one is a eight uh, an eight for a 15 versus touch uh those both hit roll to confirm to confirm that is a 17. uh while it's denied it's dex and this is touch yeah so um, I'm, I'm going to do these things all separately. So it's going to be uh, the doubled fire damage. Then it's going to be the sneak attack. Then it's going to be the normal fire damage. Then it's going to be the sneak attack. So. 30 D6. Okay, so that is 29 and 19 fire damage accordingly. So that's 48. Um, and then 19 and 18 accordingly. So that is uh, 37. That's so much damage. It's not dead, but that was a lot of damage. <laughs> and I'm going to give a little hee hee hee. A little chuck. A little chuckle. <laughs> Hit him with the hee hee. Yes, indeed. And it seems to sense where you are, but it's powerless to dodge your scorchy doodles regardless. It just sees one floating white glove. <laughs> Alright, Asher, you're up. Yeah, Asher is going to take a five foot step to the southwest just to get a. Well. He kind of has an idea of where Invisibrix was from the Squirchy Doodles. Uh, and will then take a hasted full attack rapid shot. Spending another grip point to focus his aim, because he's hoping to get it right back. Might actually miss because it is only a 
14 against touch. Um, yeah, 14 will miss. Bummer. Uh, but the other three do hit for uh, so 3d8 plus 33. Do you need them individually, or is it close enough to finish it off? Um, it might as well do individually. This sure. is bludgeoning and piercing damage. Uh, looking at 14, 16, and 12. Alright, I mean, those don't seem to do a whole lot to these particular Ely friends. But still chipping away. Setting Kira up to execute it, I assume, on this this very turn. We and hope she so. Does 630 damage. All right, I'm going to roll my three guys and I'm going to try what everyone else does. And oh no, I dropped the dice. So I was going to say roll them all at the same time and then I've lost my d20. That was so dramatic. I thought it was going to roll much further away. Okay, here we go. One, not good. Two, better. Three, also not good. All right, so that is a. 19, nope, 21 to hit on the first one. A 21 total? 21 total, yeah. That is a miss. And then a 30 to hit on the second one. 30 hits. And then a, what is this? Uh, Another 20 on the third one. Dirty, filthy. Uh, Just the one hit? Okay. Uh, two sixes there, at least. That's 12, 14, 16, 36. Yeah, 36 points of slashing damage. Right. It's no bricks hit, but it'll do. It's still up. It lives to fight another day. And by fight another day, I mean it lives to power attack Kira right now. Whatever. Um, I think it, it's gonna do a little five foot step to the south just to sort of get cover from Kira because you know why not she's there um she's not the tallest in the room but she's taller than some and it's gonna acquired have an eel bite an eel bite is a 19 to hit uh meets beats is 14 chomp damage. Oh, wait. Blur. Blur. Uh, 59. So 14 chomp damage and 12 electric damage. 14 chomp, 12 uh, And the eel slap is a solid 28. Yeah, that's so pretty good. On the blur, a 72. That is 13 slap damage plus... Seven electricity. And one more slap. Um, 19 again. Uh, 19 still hits. 60 even on the blur. It is 14 bludgeoning and 7 shocking. And then sadly it is out of turns. 
Um, Alwyn is up. Uh, okay. Alwyn. Hmm. Situation. Uh, can I get... Fun fact, Alwyn himself is not hasted, as he was too far away from his companions to be within the uh, thing. But he is going to just kind of double move up to be about 10 feet behind Kira, with the intention of, if we can't somehow kill this guy within the next round, five foot stepping and healing her up, just to keep her in the fight, since she's been getting hit more than anybody else. By which I mean, no one else has been hit by this guy yet. Uh, so that will be his turn. All right, Brixby, you're still invisible. You just did more damage than any mouse has ever done before. Yep, like an invisible, molting angel of death, <laughs> leaving dander in the air behind him. He moves uh, 10 feet to the west and will shoot off another scorching ray. He's near last one for the day. So that is a... 17 versus, I guess, flat-footed touch, I should be specifying, and a 22 versus flat-footed touch. Yeah, those will both hit. We're looking at 10 fire damage, 12 sneak attack, 11 fire damage, 20 sneak attack. And that is more than enough to dissipate the electrified swarm of eels. They slop on down in a pile, no longer arcing with electricity. We are out of combat. That one catchy song by Management Place. <laughs> maybe, maybe a millennial knows what I'm talking about out there. I'll put it in the Discord. Thank you. Well, that was interesting. Gross. Congrats on your crit point. Also, if the computers were upstairs on this side of the room, is there anything else? Can you see into the water anything technological? Or was this just for XP? <laughs> yeah, I guess we did. I mean, we did a perception check once and that. That was only Kira noticing our our Ely enemy. Do we see anything else that might merit attention uh, down here? It looks like in this particular spot, the further west of here has kind of been just like broken open and like blends off into the river. So if there's anything more of interest, it involves getting back in that elevator shaft or climbing down a hole. Let's look, take a peek at these holes. Yeah. Right. Peer into them. Oops. Another Shia LaBeouf joke somewhere. Yeah, I was going to say it. it's just Louis Sarkar, whatever his name is, down there. <laughs> um, peering, it's for all the Jarrows in the audience. <laughs> peering down into the hole, it looks like 
there's another one of these rooms that is and down below the water level is higher so half this room is submerged even though it's a much smaller room it looks like the water level basically creeps up to around where asher is standing um and then there's more submerged and it looks like it's hard to tell but it looks like there's like piles of instrumentation under the water like kind of just like all shifted off to the side like maybe this was a there was some kind of lab or um, equipment room down below. Did we get anything that had life bubble? Or did we just get like a bottle of air? I think... I know you got the bottle of air. Yeah. I mean, death have that bottle of air. But... Um, which I think... Bricks is going to hand to Alowin. You have like the lowest fortitude. Uh, I have everybody. a plus five, so I'm assuming that's the lowest. Unless Asher's uh, negatives made it lower. No, with my con damage, I only have a plus 11 now. <laughs> and I have a plus six, but I am confident in Brixby's ability to survive longer. I might regret saying that. Well, I think as you all stare down into this hole and into the encroaching water and whatever the levels below this in the dusklight might hold, I'm going to bed. Okay. I don't want to spoil anything, but I'm watching Lost, and that is exactly how the first season ended. (laughs) Stare down to the hatch. So who played the eel guy? Well, oh, that's, uh, what's his face? Uh, it's clearly Desmond. Yeah, Desmond. Uh, <laughs> I don't um, know the actor. Uh, the, uh, I was going to say the eel was what's his face? The, uh, what's his face? His brother, the smoke monster. Oh, wow. We're dropping a lot of serious. Yeah, I was like, wait, no, here. I haven't so, gotten that. Good far night, yet. Sam. Good night, people that have seen all of Lost. Good night, JJ Abrams. <laughs> Night, it's pronounced to Jabrams. <laughs> Good night, spoilers for a twenty-year-old television show. <laughs> Lens flare. Property of Network Against the Machine LLC, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are property of ISO Publishing. See their website for more details. Theme Against the Machine was written and performed by your own Zach. See the show notes Good for one. additional music and sound Nick Cage's hair if you blowing on the tarmac. We encourage you to Nick Cage's hair blowing tarmac. Tarmac. National Treasure, Edge tarmac of History. McCarthy. Con Air. High fidelity. Is it still Nick Cage in Say it, or did they anything. do like the Harrison Ford TV show and put someone else in?
Uh, he's certainly not listed in the overview cast on Google. Uh, Maybe he does the like cameo that they usually do on the reboot. The like classic. Yeah. Uncle Brazos. Of course. Yeah, well, like, maybe he just, <laughs> maybe it's, uh, <laughs> he shows up occasionally in, like, a flash forward, like, uh, again, like Harrison Ford in the Young Indiana Jones. I think he was in, like, two episodes. For as long maybe as he's they just could in get passing. Harrison Ford before he got annoyed and left. <laughs> yeah. He's just briefly, you know, not nearly enough screen time as, like, old timeline Spock and new timeline Spock. Oh, I thought you were going to say old timeline indie. I'm like, yeah, who's at the beginning of every episode screaming at children in a museum? 